You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Did you guys go vote yet? No. Not I was going to do it today. Oh, and I'm, I'm intentionally waiting a few days because I want to see how this plays out. I want to see how it dies down. Uh, my location is literally like down the block. So it takes me 90 seconds to get in the car and drive down there and uh, no. see if there's a line. Yep. So we're going to give it a shot. I got a washing machine repairman coming tomorrow. But mm-hmm. I think we're going to give it a shot on Friday. Maybe uh, some of the crowds have died down a little bit. I heard it's crazy. I saw you went, Joe. Yeah, it took us 10 minutes. Yeah, where'd y'all go? The, the library right by uh, my house. Okay, okay. See, I'm going to go to the American Airlines Center. Oh, I, they got, Yeah, they got this cool Mavericks patch that said I voted. So, I, you know oh me, God. I got to get that. Oh, my God, this guy. Hey, man. Hey, hey. <laughs> MFFL, baby. MFFL over here. You just call me? Would you just call me? I just called you. <laughs> MFFL, baby. Yeah. Uh, but apparently they said that takes 10 minutes, too, and you don't have to get out of the car. They've got drive-up uh, little kiosk things there, too. Yeah, you get your COVID test, too, at the same time, I think. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Which you'll probably need after going there to vote. Hey, man, hey man a one-stop shop. That's what I like. <laughs> I might do that tomorrow, though, because right. today today I had to go and get a new tire because, you know, I ran over uh, a huge-ass board that was in the road yesterday and fucked all my shit up. Just like on the highway? Yeah, it was on – it was – um. It was randomly on like a um, exit highway, like so getting off of one highway to another one, you know, so switching yeah. over and a big ass board. It was randomly on the street. I ran over and I was like, oh, <laughs> instantly I knew something was fucked up. But I was like, you know what? Maybe I can keep going. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could probably get home. And I kept going and going. And before you know it, everything was shaking. And I was like, damn, oh, I, I think I think my tire may be really, really messed uh, up. And then dang. I had to pull over on the side of the highway and change my tire on the side of the highway. I wish you called somebody, man. I wish you got some help. But that's the the thing, man. I changed it in like 17 minutes. I did that shit quick. Like a man. That's right. Yeah. Like a man that kept going, put my donut on. was like, fuck it. I'm going to go home. That is kind of a, that is kind of a rite of passage. Joe, I totally hear you nowadays. Like I would be on that phone so soon to just like have somebody come do this for me. Uh, Bro, but- I got triple A. I got triple A. <laughs> exactly. It's included, so why not, right? Yeah. I had I had to call triple A for the kids. We had the kids baptized this past weekend. Oh, I saw that oh, too. Wow. Congratulations! And, and you thank you very much. Well, yeah, I had to. My, <laughs> they do anything, sister, man. They pick you up. They my, baptize your children. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So my uh, my sister, who's the godmother of the kids, uh, mm. she accidentally locked her keys in the trunk of her car. Oh, no. She comes back over to the front of the church and she's freaking out. And I'm like, look, man. One thing at a time. Let's just focus on getting these kids baptized. Then we'll take care of the car. But the kids are stuck in the car. I don't know what. I don't have an extra guy. I go, we'll get it figured out. They got people who do this. Like, we'll be able to handle it. Let's get the kids baptized first. (laughs) So, uh, So I call up AAA. The only problem with that is like, and that's if you call a tow, you call anybody. It's going to take like 45 minutes for somebody to get there. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, we've done. I tried. I tried to call them beforehand. So that way, like, they would be on the way while we're doing the baptism. And, like, the moment I pick up the phone and start calling, that's when the, uh, the deacon's like, okay, we ready to do this? I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. Uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll call after the fact. So, uh, so, yeah, I called up afterwards, and, like, everybody went to go get lunch. And I stayed at the church with my sister. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you at any point in time look at her like, you ruined, like, you ruined they, my kid's baptism? 
Did you ever? I look at her like that every time we hang out. <laughs> every time we hang out. <laughs> baptism or no baptism? <laughs> baptism or no? You're ruining my life. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, they they came out. They they took care of it. So yeah, if I have a tire that goes out, I'm yeah. calling AAA. Yeah. I'm paying for it. Well, I'm not paying for it. My dad's paying for it. I've changed. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed enough tires and fixed enough fuel lines, like in my 20s, where it's like I don't need to do that anymore. Well, let me tell you, man, you can't be too careful. Like a year or so ago, Sarah's car broke down. Yeah, and right. I had I, I left work and I, I went to go meet her at the parking lot of one of the kids' schools. She had luckily made it to Harper's school and was dropping her off or something. And so we're waiting. And this tow truck shows. She calls a tow truck. She doesn't know who to call. So she's calling up, you know, looks through like the phone book or whatever uh, and calls up a place. And these guys like took her. I think I told you the story. These guys took her for like... I can't remember how much money, but like to tow the car, it was going to cost her like, I'm exaggerating, but I'm going to give you a number. He said there was going to cost like $300. And we're like, no, you know what? We don't need that. And he's like, well, he was like, well, I could put the donut on. And we're like, yeah, go ahead and put the donut on. So these assholes will do the work and then tell you afterwards, this is how much it ended up costing. Like, and it ended up costing like $175 or $200 for him to put the donut on. I'm like, shit. Had I known that, I would have changed the damn donut myself. Yeah. It, was, it was already costing her. So it cost her like 100 bucks for the, the truck just to show up. Oh, my just, God. Yeah. Just to show up and not do Regardless anything. Regardless of what happens. It yeah. cost like 100 bucks. Then to hook the car up cost like another 100 or 75 Then to actually drive it to somewhere oh, yeah. was like... Like, I think there was like a base cost and then a certain cost every mile that you went. So, yeah, dude, AAA, that shit. <laughs> I used to use my father's account for the longest because, yeah. well, because we have the same name. So if oh, I broke right. down, he's like, call me, let me know. I'll give you my, I'll give you my AAA card number oh. and you just give oh. them your ID. We have the same name. It's, it's fine. Diabolical. So I would use that. And then just this past, this past year, he's like, he got us our own for like, a birthday or something. He got me my own AAA <laughs> membership that he, he paid for for a year. He's like, I got it. Nice. Here that's you go. awesome. Um, that awesome. That sounds yeah. funny, but I would actually enjoy that. Yeah. that that's, that's a good very, That's very Dude, necessary. It's, it's coming handy. I've had to use it when I was the promotions director at the radio oh, station. Yeah, you when did. one of our cars <laughs> broke down. One of the cars broke down, yeah. and I had to go meet them out in Arlington where it had yep. broken down. Oh, and I had to call AAA, and I'm like, yep. I'm stuck on the side of the road. They're like, well, what car are you in? I'm like, you can't miss it. <laughs> a big, bright, orange fucking view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, I know that story. That's funny so, you bring that up, Joe. Just the other day, Jenna was asking me. She was yeah. like, you ever had your car towed? And I had to think about it. I'm like, when's the last? I know it's happened before. And then I realized I had my car towed yeah, at your you apartment. You came to the apartment. That's right. You had to drive me to get my, uh, my car back because I, we used to record at Joe's apartment uh, like two apartments ago, right? Yeah. And uh, oh, we yes. would we would do it like at six you know, p.m. So one, one place ago, it was the last apartment that's right. been there before. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, place. yeah. So I'd uh, I would come like straight after work, It'd be like six p.m. and we'd record until like seven thirty, and I'd take off. So I guess I got there too early and parked in some dude's spot. To be clear, like that motherfucker, that shit was not marked clearly at all. Like I could have no, made a fuss. None of the they don't care. Clearly. So by none the, of the spaces were marked clearly. Yes, and uh, by the time you know I got there at six, and an hour and a half later, after we'd wrapped the podcast and I was going home, I must have walked around the parking garage like ten minutes before I was like, I don't think my car's here anymore. And sure enough, no, and that's so ridiculous. It's like, dude, look, give someone a warning first. Put someone in the car, like, hey, this is a spot, yes. you know, that's reserved. Next time you park here, like right now, it's fine. But next time you park here, we'll probably have you towed. Like, 
you don't just have someone towed right off the bat. You don't give this someone the death sentence for like stealing skittles at a, at a gas station. <laughs> no, so they're the devil. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah, no. So, uh, so yeah, we had the uh, we had the kids baptized this past weekend. I guess we'll just jump in. And uh, God, what else did we do this weekend? I watched a movie called "You Can't Kill David Arquette." <laughs> That's a movie. Well, yeah, the reason this got on my radar is because um, back in like the late '90s, early 2000s, there was a movie that came out. We talked about on the podcast called "Ready to Rumble." Oh and yes, think about that the part, other day. As part of a promotion for the movie, they had David Arquette involved in a storyline on WCW where he ended up winning the W World Championship. <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys know stuff like this because you're not quite as into wrestling as I was at some point in my life. But like, for you Something. to just put the World Championship on somebody is disrespectful to like other people that have dedicated their lives to working in this industry right. and like putting other people over paying your dues, you know, that's kind of supposed to mean something. Mm -hmm. And when you come in and you just like give it to somebody yeah. to promote a movie, you know, just to basically you're kind of whoring out that championship it's a slap in the face, yeah. it's a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face to the talent mm -hmm. and it's a slap in the face to the dedicated the fans. Industry. And the thing is, you know, David Arquette doesn't know this. He's just an actor. He's asked to do something to promote the movie. And so they're like, okay, well, what we're going to do, we're going to do this thing and we're going to, you know, put the belt on you. And he's thinking like, it's like a, a you know, a Andy Kaufman kind of thing. Like, okay, <laughs> I'll be this dude. So after this happens, David Arquette is just like blacklisted and like hated, not just wow. in like in Hollywood and in wrestling. So like his career, I, I mean, you can see like after Ready to Rumble, David Arquette's career tanked. No Took way. a nosedive. Not that. And he was like, in 1998, he was on the cover of like Vanity Fair mm -hmm. of like fresh upcoming actors to look out for. And like after he, right after he did that, he did Ready to Rumble and he did that whole thing with WCW where he got the belt and his career went down the toilet. Wow. And now for the, wow. for the past, like for the past like 10, 15 years, he'd been auditioning for stuff and not getting jobs. People don't really? want to hire David Arquette. And he's like, gets called up to be on at like conventions to do signings mm -hmm. and It'll be like wrestling conventions and people will come up and be like, you're trash. You know, you, what you did to your business, you're trash. Wow. And so this whole documentary, this whole documentary kind of explores that, explores what happened to him, what happened to his career. But then it documents him going to like Mexico and training with like luchadors, doing wrestling out on street corners, wow. like at red lights and stuff and like getting legit training. Um and then getting back into like wrestling and wrestling in independent circuits. And at one point he had this hardcore match with a guy that was like hitting him over the head with like the fluorescent lights and stuff. Yeah. And like <laughs> glass broke and he started like fighting with the guy and the guy accidentally stabbed him in the oh, neck. Oh no. Jeez. He finishes the match and then like Luke Perry has to get him <laughs> in a car. They're best friends. Him and Luke Perry is... are best friends. <laughs> Where's Courtney Luke... Cox in all of this? Yeah. Luke Perry. She's shown up in this too. She, but she <laughs> was at this does. point. At this point, she's the ex-wife. She's not his wife oh, anymore. Oh, I forgot they got divorced. Yeah. So like Luke Perry drives him to like the hospital and stuff, and like he gets he has to get stitches on his neck. Like it's really bad. Uh, but then he still gets back into it to the point where this wrestling magazine has now named like David Arquette one of like the 100 best independent wrestlers in the country. Wow. And so it's like. He's he's finding a little legitimacy. His his whole mission was to find a little legitimacy, but then also show the fans that like he does have a respect 
for the business wow. uh, and and kind of try to like earn people's respect again. And it's it's funny because in the course of the documentary, he'll mm-hmm. go and he'll meet with like other wrestlers and like try to get like their blessing to get involved in it again. And, and it's kind of cool getting like their take. They're like, look, man, there's some wrestlers that are like, fuck David Arquette. Fuck what he did to the business. <laughs> wow. And then, there, then there's other wrestlers that are like, you know what? He didn't ask for it. He yeah. was just doing what he was told. He was an actor doing what he was told. I think this is great that he's trying to get some respect from people. Um, I kind of love so this guy now. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a cool documentary. It, and, it, and it runs like a, a, a lean 130. So it's not going to take up too much time. But I do recommend it. I am kind of curious to see what other wrestlers have to say about it, like what their reaction is to it. Uh, but I, th- I found it to be pretty fascinating. Wow. I didn't know he was hated like that. That is so funny. That is fascinating. Yeah. That, that that does make me like him a lot more uh, than I think I did. But uh, I, I think you, maybe Joe, and this uh, documentary are, are, are overestimating the appeal of David Arquette. This wasn't like like Tom Cruise or somebody who uh, was just undeniably uh, uh, attractive uh, to all audiences. Like, it was fucking David Arquette. Like, he's he's kind of a weird-looking guy. He's kind of got an awkward way about him. Uh, I guess some girls like that. I don't know what the fuck Courtney Cox saw in him, but uh, he was always kind of a weird guy to me. He did a movie, like, back in the 90s where he was supposed to, at least, like, this is after the first two or three screams, and he was supposed to be playing, like, this kind of... Uh, hardcore like a guy comes into town and fucks all the ladies and and drives his fast car around and always gets the girl in the end and like <laughs> i couldn't get past the fact that i was like well, that's the nerdy cop from scream right that's, that's a 1-800 collect guy yeah, exactly. <laughs> rpm if you're curious <laughs> professional car thief <laughs> and i'm like no this is david arquette man david arquette he's never that's gonna so be uh, that caliber so uh, I don't know how much of uh, I'm I'm sure the wrestling to the wrestling audiences uh they, they were they were turned off by his his antics uh but uh, I think the rest of America was just like meh on uh David Arquette from the beginning. Yep. No, and and the thing is I am too. I'm pretty lukewarm on David Arquette. The only reason I I checked it out is the trailer hit my Facebook feed. You know, like the 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 ads. <laughs> it it knew what my interests were. Oh, yeah. It targeted me. Got you targeted. Uh, and so I was going through, I was scrolling and I saw this, I saw David Arquette in a wrestling ring and I was like, well, I kind of remember when this was going on. What's this all about? So I watched the trailer and I was like, oh man, well, that looks kind of interesting. And it showed up on my, on my site that I get all my movies from. Oh yeah. Uh, and so, so I checked it out. I, I decided to check it out and I'm, I'm glad I did. It, it was, it wasn't a horrible way to spend an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it wasn't, it was, it was fine. It was, uh, I don't, if you're not interested in wrestling, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with that time in wrestling, it's probably going to land on some deaf ears, but for me, it was it was a pretty interesting watch. Oh yeah, sounds fascinating. I, I might check that out. Another uh, enjoyable way to spend ninety minutes: uh, trick or treat. Revisited trick or treat. We are well in the Halloween <laughs> season, and uh, yeah, Jen and I uh, in the afternoons sometimes our schedules line up where she's like, "I'm all done with calls." Sky rockets in flight. Boom. Afternoon delight. No better than that, Joe, because it's movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes our schedules line up where, where um, she'll be done with her calls by like 3 p.m. And lately we've been just like, hey, let's put on, a, put on a Halloween movie while we work in the background, right? I'm doing like motion graphic shit. I don't got to hear anything. I'd be listening to podcasts anyway. Uh, so today we did mm-hmm. that with Trick or Treat, uh, one of my all-time favorites. But, nay, my favorite Halloween movie. Just And again, oh, really? every year it's a tradition. Every year I watch it. And every year I notice something new and it keeps getting better and better. And especially I've been watching a lot of other like shitty uh horror halloween movies 
And uh, this just like uh-huh. bl- blows them away. It's got a little bit of everything. Not too scary, not too gory, not none of that torture porn stuff, but just fun, you know, creature stuff and spooky stories and uh, mayhem and blood. And, and uh, we, we've done it on the podcast. Listen to our Trick or Treat episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't recommend uh-huh. that enough. Joe? Did they ever make the sequel to that? God damn it. I knew you know just how to get me. <laughs> Tess, I feel your pain. I know what you go through now. Bro, no. he does it. They Always announced it. <laughs> they announced it like two years ago. I had a big thing where they even brought Sam, the little creepy looking Halloween guy out on stage. It was like, you know, yeah. Trick or Treat 2 coming in 2018. And uh, here we are. <laughs> that that director went on to do uh, Krampus and then uh, oh. the latest Godzilla movie, I believe. So uh, he's on to bigger oh, wow. and better things. We may never get a Trick or Treat 2, but uh, do yourself a favor. Check that first one out. That's a shame. Tess, what about you? You see anything interesting? You know what? I was thinking about that. I was like, what the fuck did I watch? That was actually good. And I just remembered last night, uh, Luigi made me watch the South Park pandemic special. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Oh, my God. That shit is hilarious. You you guys need to watch it. Basically, it's its own category on HBO Max right now. Like there's the South Park series, but you can't find it. in this. Like I looked at the series first and was like, well, where is it? And then I came back to like the main menu and I'm like, oh, there it is. It's its own thing. It's its own special, man. The whole wow. thing. So, I mean, without basically giving anything away, because I know you guys will probably go and check it out. But just everything that you can think of that South Park can could have done in this time off since coronavirus started up until now. Yeah. They put all that shit in there. Oh, I love it. Every, wow. Everything in there to where it's like what, every single the election how corona uh maybe came about and uh, all just all the different aspects with like sports and everything too it's it's definitely worth watching and checking out wow. yeah like, i oh. want to watch it again okay i saw it too late cool. and i was like man i wanted to go to sleep a little bit but i had to stay <laughs> up to watch it but so i want to watch it again because it was that funny randy randy like i don't know when right. in the, i don't know Randy in the season like i mean when in the series or whatever that like randy became such a main character in the thing but he's definitely like oh really yeah in these last like seasons he's been uh he's been i don't want to say the main character but he's definitely been like top three main characters because they because they'll go on like whole different stories and like uh and different crazy things that follow just randy but everything ties back into the boys and everything else and that's kind of what happens in the special too because i mean you know they moved out to a weed farm and they would so, yeah. wow. so they got they got integrity they got integrity farms that they actually because it's Colorado so weed legal there of course so Randy quit his job and moved the whole family out to a weed farm like on like the last I have oh. not watched South Park in a while I guess oh bro That's it's awesome. been so it's been so funny like on it if you to to understand a little bit more of the special I mean you can watch a special by itself and it still be funny but to understand like why the people of South Park are kind of living the way they are if you go back and watch a couple of the last episodes from like the last season right. to, to understand at least that when he bought the weed farm and how that's been because <laughs> me and Joe like we've watched a couple we watched that and like also the one with um <laughs> with Scott Milkinson the uh the diabetes episode like oh my god <laughs> South Park has still been so fucking hilarious that one is so good man hey speaking it's- of diabetes <laughs> what a segue yeah, that is an incredible segue i mean it was right there like i couldn't pass it up and i was afraid you were gonna do it so uh yeah i know i heard you, you got oh, yeah. some good news saw the doctor and uh everything's yeah, looking went, up went and saw the doctor today um me uh me diabetes numbers uh <laughs> i went from an 8.6 a1c to a 7.1 uh, and they say that, like 
a seven a seven point zero is controlled, and anything under that is pre diabetic. Nice, dude. Uh, that's amazing. So, that's yeah, uh, I lost almost uh, twenty pounds. Holy shit! Um, see, I've been oh, telling you. Uh, the thing is, I probably lost more and then gained it back because within the past two weeks, mm. I've been having like a bad binging problem when I get home. Yeah. Like I just I get into the fridge and I just start eating. Like I just been hungry so much. Um, but and I actually kind of felt like I was fitting into my clothes better a couple weeks ago. Nice. Uh, now things are starting to feel they're starting to feel a little tighter. So yeah, yeah when, when he he told me that and he's like, no, this is still good. He's like, this is like, it's like you've lost about a pound a week, dude, since you oh. saw me the last time, and that's really good. That's wow. a healthy way to do it. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, nothing. Like I'm just <laughs> maybe like, like maybe I have cancer. <laughs> like, oh, no, I no, don't say that. Um, he's like, we'll keep it up. We'll keep it up. You're such a pessimist. Whatever it is, it's working for you. Uh, my blood pressure got is back into like better normal levels and oh, stuff. That's and, great, man. You know, everything everything is looking good. You look I'm, good. Too. I'm back to the. Uh, I got I got taken out of the severely obese category oh, nice. that he's had me sitting in, and I'm like. I'm like, bro, look, I look in the mirror and I, I don't think I'm severely obese. Like, no, I, I would have never called you that. I got, I yeah. got some extra poundage, but what are you going to do? <laughs> no, well, I, we, um, we know yeah. severely obese people. Like, you were not severely obese. Hey, you're not uh, our president. So, <laughs> I know, okay. Hope, hopefully not for long. Um, hey, yeah, so, man. we, we had, they had to COVID test me when I went in there. They did, they basically do yeah. two co- quick COVID tests. Really? Uh, and so I had to, I had to have my nose swab because I'm going into a doctor's office. You need to get tested. And they do oh, two wow. quick ones so that way they could verify whatever the diagnosis is on the quick. Uh, so un- unfortunately, the first one was inconclusive. Of course. The second one was negative. Oh, well, there you go. So they had to take a third. And this time, this time it wasn't the quick one. It was the normal, like, huge swab Ugh. really deep up into your head. Damn. So I got COVID tested, like, three times in each nostril today. Oh, fun. <laughs> which was a little rough. Got your brain tickled. Uh, but, but I got the, the test results uh, just a, about an hour or two ago, and it's negative. Hey, so yeah, I'm, all right. I'm wow. good. A good health day all around for you. All around. Yeah, guys. So, so thank you very much. It's uh, things are things are looking good. Things are looking up. I'm I'm moving in the right direction, which means I'm going to fall off a wagon and do something horrible yeah, and end up gaining do. a bunch of weight again. Sure. And stuff. Exactly. The ebb and flows. Um, one other thing that mm-hmm. I did this mm-hmm. past weekend is uh, I was on a uh, Geeks of the Roundtable podcast. Oh. Uh, the, we recorded the episode, but it's not going to come out until November 10th. Uh, we actually did two episodes. We did an episode about bad movies that we love that nobody else likes. <laughs> uh, and can you guess which movie I did? Oh, uh, uh, No Holds Barred? <laughs> Steel Magnolias. No, Masters of the Universe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, I yeah. like that. We know people who like that. But, Joe, you are the only person I know who likes No Holds Barred. Yeah. The only I don't part. like No Holds Barred at all. Oh, okay. It's a horrible movie. <laughs> okay. I don't like it. I like to subject people to it, but okay. I don't like it. But you do like Masters um, of the Universe. I I love Masters of the Universe. Oh, wow. I adore Masters of the Universe. The uh, and so we we got to talk about that. Like it was a panel of like six people, and they all kind of brought a couple of bad movies that they liked that they felt like nobody else did. And we we talked about stuff like one of the people picked The Crow, and like the whole mm-hmm. panel was like, nobody likes The Crow. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like that's a fantastic film uh it, you would have liked it joel because we talked about almost every one of the movies we talked about has been on an episode of the podcast um <laughs> everybody brought two movies i did i did my main bit on masters of the universe and then my follow-up was harley davidson and the marlboro man um oh, yeah. and then the second episode we recorded was about stranger things 
Uh, oh. And it was a it was a fun discussion, like a forty five minute discussion about Stranger Things, um, and uh, I just you know had a great time. Kenny, who's the uh, the host of the podcast, uh, he and his podcasting partner Jenny, they've worked on the Guild with Felicia Day, uh, and did, they do they used to do a Guild podcast after each episode oh. came out. Um, it's uh, it was it was a fun deal, and I got to got to promote our show and give you guys a little bit of love as well oh nice well then i'll definitely listen now (laughs) he said my name i was on the fence before but uh i'm I'm internet famous sign me soul uh so so that's it before we jump into the movie uh, du jour uh wanted to read a little itunes review that we got uh within the last week or so uh we don't get them very often so when we do yeah joe's on pins and needles uh, when we do get them, uh, I like to read them, uh, especially if they're timely, as this one is, because he's referencing our Cuties episode from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's uh, Cinema Lover gave a five star review, uh, and it, short and sweet. Just he's said, not, uh, not Cinema Fighter. He's Cinema Lover, cinema, not a Cinema Fighter. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> he gives a short but sweet review and says, uh, "Thanks for not reviewing Cuties like a bunch of post literate philistines." So there you go. He enjoyed the show, I guess, based on that review. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's great. So Thanks, Cinema it. Lover. I almost <laughs> called it Cinema Liver. Cinema Liver. That's something different. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for the review. Cool. Um, anytime you want to review us, give us a five-star review on, uh, what are they doing? Five do stars. Do iTunes or on Spotify. Yeah. Can you review podcasts on Spotify? There you go. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. This is well, the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. It's Tess. This is where we come about movies sometimes they're good movies sometimes bad movies no matter what the case every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other with you our lovely editing bay listeners who we invite to take part in the discussion just go to facebook.com slash editing bay or in the search bar on facebook type in the editing bay that's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes click on that and that's where you can talk back to us let us know what you think about the movie of the week uh and if you have ideas for movies for us to watch in the future go ahead and put your suggestions there Mm. we'll add them to the list and uh my pick for Halloween, uh, I went with a, a movie that I hadn't heard of, and I started surfing YouTube for like horror movie trailers Uh-oh. just to mm-hmm. see what was out there. Yep. And because uh, I was originally thinking like, oh, maybe I'll do Doctor Sleep or I'll do something Ooh. like, you know, something a little more mainstream, something that people knew have known about. But then I came across a trailer for this movie called Slice, and for some reason it drew me in. I was like, what? This looks freaking hilarious, man. You know, it's got uh, Paul Shear and just the storyline with Zazie Beats narrating about like, you know, uh, a pizza place in a town where like living people cohabitate with like zombies yeah. and ghosts. And werewolves. Uh, I was like, this seems kind of up my alley. I think I'm going to pick this instead. And so that's what I went with 2018's Slice. Uh, directed by Austin Vesley, who hasn't done any other films, but just a bunch of Chance the Rapper music videos, ah, which oh. is probably why Chance the Rapper's in this movie. Makes uh, sense. The budget on it was $1.1 million, but I don't know what it made at the box office. That's not documented at all. Hmm. Um, like I said, it came out in 2018. Uh, other movies that came out in 2018, we had Her- Hereditary, uh, Red Sparrow, Skyscraper, Bad Times at the El Royale, Ooh. The Mule, Mid-90s, uh, on the basis of sex, uh, we had The Green Book, Equalizer <laughs> 2, Game Night, Ready Player One, Fantastic Beasts, The mm. Crimes of Grindelwald, mm. Aquaman, Solo, A Star Wars Story, <laughs> Venom, Avengers Endgame, Deadpool 2, yeah. Black Panther, Ant-Man and the Wasp, oh, and Mary Poppins Returns. Wow, pretty big year there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was It was pretty big. I mean, just with the last five alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a pretty huge year. That, yeah, those um, are like top decade movies right there. So no surprise that this one kind of fell through the cracks. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. It seems like something we would have at least heard of, even if we hadn't seen. But from the release yeah. day, the way it is, where it's like, oh, it was released in theaters on a Friday, and then by Saturday it was already on VOD. That kind of makes it sound like, you know, it was a, it was a limited release, and they were really kind of putting all uh-huh. their hopes on this being on some streaming, like well, Amazon Prime or something. Yeah. Dude, with a budget of $1.1 million, you really don't have a whole lot of wiggle room to do any kind of publicity for it. Yeah. Um, so this movie, it takes place in a town called Kingfisher. And like I said before, uh, it's a town where like humans are kind of intermingled with ghosts and supernatural beings like werewolves, like you said, yeah. uh, and uh, and witches. We also find out there's Ooh, witches. Yeah. In this mm-hmm. And th- there's a string of murders. We find out like a pizza boys are getting murdered in this city. Uh, and they're blaming it on the return of a werewolf. And through a little bit of investigation, we find out that these same murders were happening at a, uh, a Chinese restaurant that was located at the same place mm-hmm. where this, this pizza restaurant had opened up. And so we find out that the latest pizza boy that was murdered is uh, was a guy named uh, Sean Hammerschmidt, who was uh, the boyfriend of our, of our hero or heroine, mm-hmm. Astrid, played by Zazie Beats. This movie is so quirky and weird, um, and I dug it. <laughs> I, I dug it. It, yeah. it. it wasn't everything that I hoped it would be based on the trailer, but it wasn't yeah. an appointment. It does make a good trailer, but uh, you get about five minutes into the movie, and you realize, okay, this is very low, but not only is it low budget, like literally, <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty good for just over a million, uh, considering the cast and the cinematography. I mean, like, uh, you know, a million dollars nowadays ago, a lot farther than it did uh, 20 years ago. Sure. Uh, but it has a very kind of independent, like, th- th- this is clearly like some new filmmakers who, don't quite know how to hit all the beats. Don't quite know how to um, amp up the drama. Direct actors, yeah. Direct actors, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's some sloppy editing and just some some. Mm-hmm. It, it feels very student filmish, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like he got Chance the Rapper. Like I said, you get cha- he got Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper is a big name. Yeah, but he got Chance the Rapper because he he's worked with Chance the Rapper right. a lot. And, like you can tell, he's never really had to direct Chance the Rapper to like deliver dialogue. <laughs> this is the weird thing about the movie like chance the rapper is a horrible actor he's not very good but there's still like an endearing quality to him that made him still watchable on the screen like yeah and the thing is there are some moments like there's the moment where he's kind of in the alleyway and and dead zazie beats sneaks up on him yeah She's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> that was a great reaction, and that was in the trailer too. Exactly, that was one of the, that was one of the scenes that like drew me into it. Uh-huh. But like, I know what you mean. Like watching it, you're like, yeah, he's not the greatest actor, but there are scenes where you can tell he's really trying his best, and you can give him some credit for it. But mm-hmm. still, everything going around is like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah this I, is this, it's not got- it. I kind of got an early like Will Smith vibe from him where it was like, here's somebody with a music background who doesn't quite know how to interact with other actors. Uh, maybe isn't being directed the best. I remember early like Will Smith, you'd go back and watch some of those first episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and he's literally like mouthing the other people's lines. You know that move? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they like, oh, Will Smith. Like, And that's the best take they got that they had to use uh-huh. in front of the live oh, yeah. studio audience. So uh, now, And now look at him, you know, Oscar... A winner? No, uh, nominee. Winner. 
thought he won an Oscar for like Ali or something. Maybe he had to have won an Oscar for something, right? I feel like he's nominated at least. But we all know Will Smith; he's become a talent, and uh, he's it was the charisma, his early like charisma that you could see. I think Chance definitely has that. He has that it that that thing that draws you to him. He's a good-looking kid. He's got a bit of that natural charisma, but yeah, most of the time when he's delivering his dialogue, you could tell he's just reciting off of what he's memorized in his head. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it just seemed. Yeah, it seemed out of place because I mean it's a goofy movie and he's pretty serious in it though. <laughs> but in the, major- in the majority of his scenes, so just him in and usually in movies that are like this where it's kind of goofy and you have those serious actors and how they it's in how they deliver it mm-hmm. that makes it mm-hmm. funny and makes it like oh yeah this this meshes well. But at times right. with him, it was like all right, chance. <laughs> like here's here's a uh, here's a comparison that I'd like to draw. Chance the Rapper and his performance in this movie, and then you've got the guy who plays Joe, the zombie that works at the pizza place. Oh, the Native American like, zombie. That oh, dude could not yeah. be more spot on with what he's supposed <laughs> he was, to be doing yep, in the yes. movie. Yep, he got he, it. He's, he's so good. And and I feel like I feel like the good performances in this movie are not the result of the director. I feel like this first time director yeah. had no idea what he was doing. Like he he knew what he wanted to tell. He knew the visual story he wanted to tell, mm-hmm. and even that wasn't it wasn't the strongest. But like the good performances came from people that were seasoned, like Paul Shear. Paul Shear, oh, yep. amazing. Yep, yep. <laughs> you called it yeah, exactly. And that's the thing about this movie. It it had for it being kind of low budget or whatever, or it being like a first, like a director's first movie, it had some actors in it, like Zazie Beats, Paul Shear, yeah. like having them in this movie is like, okay, and those are those are see oh yeah, his partner too. Those are seasoned uh, actors that we've seen in a bunch of things that we've all loved. Mm-hmm. And to see them in this movie, they were we loved him in this movie as well, even though the movie as a whole, for me, there it lacked in uh, in a lot of other parts. That is yeah. a good point, yeah. Joe. Like some people uh, think they're in a comedy, uh, or at least a different style of comedy, and then uh, others are kind of playing it dry and straight. And uh, yeah, there was uh-huh. there was no no rudder. Uh, okay. While we're talking about supporting actors, we liked though. Sorry, I liked uh, that Will Brill is the actor's name who played uh, Bradley. He was kind of the second cop. Um, He's also the husband of uh, of marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, no way. He's the guy that plays Rachel Brosnahan's husband. Yeah. The dude who plays his boss. You're talking about someone who gets the tone of the movie. Yes. And how, like, the guy who plays the head detective on the case. Yeah. Like, his dry, like, delivery of, like, ridiculous dialogue. Like, that is, that's what I felt like was the point of the movie. That was, like, the tone that was supposed to be set. Yep. And I feel like not everybody got the memo on that. I agree. Somebody else who uh, who got that tone, uh, Chris Parnell. You mentioned him a second ago. I think he's yeah. fucking hilarious at this. I love how every time we cut to him in his office, he plays well, he plays the mayor, right? Uh, yes, he's kind yeah, of a he- sniveling mayor who's in the uh, pocket of this coven of witches. We find out later in the movie, but uh, every time uh, he has a scene in his office, he's always painting, and he's always painting the uh-huh. same thing, and that is tits, like just bare. <laughs> first time, yeah, the first time when he's painting, and the the, the women come into his office, <laughs> yes. and he's like, he rushes for, but he covers the face, <laughs> yeah, throws a towel, but only over the face, so the, the tits are still hanging out at the bottom of the painting yeah. the entire time. Oh my god, yeah, I was, I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> And then later he throw, he draws the three tits. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We got the total recall tits. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was very wooden. The, the, the plot was 
the plot was a little loose where they, they gave us a whole bunch of characters that like the yep. first five six minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. they gave us so many characters that didn't matter. Like you got Hannibal Burris, who I was hoping was going to be a bigger part of the I movie, know, but always, only in there for that scene. He's in one scene. one scene. And I love it. She's talking about how like, you know, he asked me, I asked him to go pick up some diapers. And he said, well, if, if I, the car needs an oil change, do I ask you to buy 10 W40? And I said, that doesn't even make any sense. Blah, blah, blah. And like going through the whole thing. And I love Hannibal Bruce's <laughs> He was like, yeah, that guy was a dick in high school. And he's a horrible father. I hope your children are okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's always the best. Like, he signed my yearbook. It said, I hate I hate. <laughs> don't, don't forget. I I wanted to see more. I was hoping he was going to be in more of it. I was afraid at one point that Joel Curie wasn't going to be in any more of the movie. I know. Because he's wasted too. That's kind of, well, it's not so much that he's wasted. He's unnecessary. Because that whole angle of like the journalist is unnecessary to this movie. Yes. It's like they felt like they needed somebody to be telling the story. When you start the movie and Zazie Beetz is narrating it. And then suddenly by the by the end of the movie, the this journey is is narrating it, and it's like that doesn't make sense. That's a horrible device. If you're going to have more than one person narrating your movie, it's confusing. Yeah, I felt like mm-hmm. they uh, were their hands. They were tying their own hands a little bit, trying to play into some of the tropes of these horror movies. Uh, you know, you've got to have the journalist, like the the Courtney Cox character from Scream, right? She's on the trail, uh, and uh, people are dying around her. And uh, is she going to die? Will she make it? Will she not? But yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. They're totally kind of inconsequential to the story. There's a way to tell it uh, without that whole uh, aspect, right? Yeah, uh-huh. and and that's the thing for me. That was kind of that was basically the problem with this movie. Yeah, that like you said in the beginning, they give us all these characters, and within the first like. 10, 15 minutes, there's about two or three different kind of storylines that are going on that, yeah, are supposed to all come back to each other, but as you get into the movie, you realize yeah, this shit doesn't matter. This <laughs> You don't need to worry about this. It's a lot. This, one, this one's not going to go as far as it needs to, yeah. or why are we even talking about this? Yeah, like why did we care about the drug dealer? I don't know. I, know. I have no idea. You, did, you didn't need him. It was that whole angle was unnecessary. It played out like an episode of like CSI, where uh, you know, as the detectives are following the case, they're having all these, uh, they're having to exclude all of these uh, other side characters. But uh, yeah, really, for an, an hour and twenty three minutes, this is a very short movie. Like it, uh, it does muddy yeah. the waters. Well, and that's, I'm glad that you brought that up because you no, know, I felt like this movie, it didn't feel like a film. It felt like someone did like a four episode web series and then Thank edited you. it all together and created a movie. Yeah, because there's one point like towards the end where they kind of it sounded like they wrapped up the movie. Like it was about to end and it was going to it was going to end and basically there's going to be a part 2 where he's going to have where Chance was going to have to basically save the day, but that was just them starting up the climax of the movie where there's still 20 minutes left in the movie at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It felt just so episodic. And like did he even need to be a werewolf? Like it was enough that, with that, the Zazie Beetz character. Bro, that whole time I was like, bro, he's no. not a werewolf. I was like, they're, I was like, they're, that's that's a joke, right? I was like, he can't really be a fucking werewolf because he showed no werewolf attributes at all <laughs> until the end, where he basically turned into Michael Jackson from the thriller from the thriller video. He looked, he looked worse than Michael Jackson in the thriller. Video. It does look worse. Yes. Yeah. His werewolf makeup was terrible, bro, awful. And I was like, this is twenty. This is twenty. What eighteen? And she said. And you couldn't get chance some better make. He looked like an anamorph. Like one of those- <laughs> he, 
It's awful. <laughs> what I liked about this, these scenes were like the living were doing their stuff, like where the detectives are looking around. Like if you're paying attention, like there's like a zombie girl who's just kind of looking over the the tape, and like that is funny. there are yeah. people in the background just kind of, like they have people peppered around in this movie to be like the dead folk that are just kind of observing everything that's going on. I do love that uh, concept that uh, everybody just accepts that ghosts are real. Oh, real? yeah. Werewolves and, that, and witches. That they just live in this life, but no one understands why. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a little weird because because at first I was like, oh, is that a dead person? What is that? A zombie? I, w- I didn't know what they were at first. I was like, yeah. why do these people look like that? They do gloss over right. a bit. And the whole time I thought it was going to end up being like a metaphor for like the racial injustice. Segregation. And, like, something crazy. But no, they were like, just ghosts. I thought it was going to lead to something, and I was going to yeah. be. And part of me was like, "Oh, is this where this movie's going to go? Yeah, that's really smart. Much like, that's, more that's, I, I'm going to get. I give it a lot of credit for that. And then it didn't. Nope, no, <laughs> it didn't no, do it at all. Not at just, all. Uh, cover the witches and uh, got to get in a fight with a werewolf. Yeah, it was just a bunch of witches and uh, and and Paul Shear who blows himself up for no reason. <laughs> yes. uh, absolutely no. Re- I thought people people were just dying in this movie after a while. It is because. Great. Zazie Beats gets stabbed. Zazie Beats, yeah. like your main character, 45 minutes into the movie. You're just like, and, and so for a second, I thought they were going to do like a clever, um, oh, what's that Michael J. Fox movie? The Frighteners. Teen Wolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <Look>. Teen Wolf. <laughs> Secret of my success. <laughs> um, no, I thought they were going to do something like that, too. Yeah. It, it, and you might may agree you not, but I feel like it diminishes the stakes when you know in a movie someone can die, Everybody but they can still be around. Yeah. Like, yeah, like okay, all right. So it really doesn't matter if they die because they're still here. What does that so, mean? Yeah, it's kind of a Beetlejuice rules sort of thing. And the and the thing is, it's clever when it's done a little bit, but when everybody Everyone it's the same. Dies. And I get yeah. it. You know, you're establishing the rules in this world, and everyone has to abide by those rules. But it's just not as. It's not as clever when it happens to your heroine, when it happens yeah. to everybody. Like the point of these movies, the point of movies like this is that like our heroine, our protagonist that we're supposed to be following throughout this entire thing, which is weird because again, we Zazie Beats has two torches that she ends up having to hand off to somebody else. Bro. She hands off the narrative torch to the journalist yeah. and then she hands off the hero torch to Chance the Chance Rapper. Yep. <laughs> yep, absolutely. It's like they stabbed her yeah. and they basically forgot like, oh wait, we still have Chance in this movie. So let's make him <laughs> let's make him the star of this. Because he didn't even show up right. until the movie until halfway through it. Like the first yeah. half I'm like, where the fuck is Chance? Where's Chance? Yeah. He's on his it, it was it took me a while to finally th- to finally realize like, wait a minute. That's Chance, isn't it? He's the fucking uh-huh. werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> he is. And the thing is, there's there's a way to tell this story where Chance is the hero the whole time, mm-hmm. but you could still have Ozzy Beats being the narrator. Like, yeah. this movie could be told through her eyes as she tells the story, yep. but Chance the rapper being the yes. hero. Like, and, and, and all it takes is, you know, a little bit of t- taking time with it. Yeah. You know, you could tell that this movie was written by this. It's a first-time film mm-hmm. written by a first-time writer and a first-time director. Like, had had he had a, a little bit of seasoning, yeah. he'd have known the mistakes that he's making. These are a lot of rookie mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and it, it's because, you know, a movie like this at $1.1 million, it's obviously, uh, you know, self-produced. So he didn't yeah. have anyone telling him no. Yeah. It was just, yeah, okay, Wouldn't I'm going to do funny. this, and yeah. then I'm going to do gonna this. Do and, this. like, what it, yeah, what it really needed was – a couple other people in the writing room going, mm, but does that make sense? Yeah. Is that really what we should be doing here? <laughs> um, so 
as a as a raw product, it has problems. But then again, mm-hmm. as a raw product, it also has promise. Yeah. So I kind of I feel like if this guy were to work with a studio and have somebody who's like, you know, kind of keeping him in check, a little bit of refinement, I think this guy has the, the potential to make some pretty decent films. I absolutely agree. Uh, he just needs to learn how to direct uh, actress a little bit better. Uh, but having said yeah. that, like, <laughs> I, I'm going to come down on recommending this movie because I enjoyed the short enough time that it ran. I, I, there's a lot of fun ideas going on here. There's a lot of quirky performances. And uh, there's enough laughs. Uh, from some of these bit mm-hmm. players to uh, to kind of propel it over that finish line, in my opinion. I absolutely agree. I recommend it too. I think that the the movie does have like when when it hits, it's funny. It's it really hits it on all cylinders. It's like yeah. it's really good, and it's it, I think it's clever when it needs to be. Yeah. It does suffer from trying to be too clever at points, but yeah. when it needs to be clever, it's still clever enough and it's fun. And honestly. What I appreciate the most about this movie is that it's different. It's different than yes. what I would, what I've seen. It's different from what I was expecting. Yes. Um, it's is it as good as I was hoping? No, but it's different than what I was expecting, mm-hmm. and in a good way. Like it subverted my expectations in sure. a way that I appreciated. As somebody uh, what about, sorry, as yeah. somebody who's been watching a lot of Halloween movies lately, yes, you're absolutely right. Different is uh, is better because a lot of them feel the same. Yeah, I was like, you got you guys hit it on the head. I would recommend it too, but I mean, and maybe not as strongly. Like, oh, you guys have to go and see this movie. But I mean, if you like Chance the Rapper, if you like uh, if you like Zazie Beats, and if you just kind of want to see a spooky movie that's different that you haven't seen yeah. and it's kind of yeah. newer, I mean, you've definitely seen worse movies than this. Yeah, oh, so. yeah, no, and, yeah. and that's I, I don't think I think you you hit it on the head right there, Tess. That like it's not great it's not fantastic it's not like if i were sitting there with someone and i was like well which one you know have you seen either of these and they told me like i haven't seen cabin in the woods i haven't seen evil dead 2 and i haven't seen slice i'd be like well watch these two first (laughs) but but if you've already watched in that order you know if you've got if you got a free night if you got an hour and a half to kill and you want to watch a a, a, you know a halloween themed movie and you want to see something different absolutely here's slice check it out i don't think you're gonna hate it yeah i mean it's not gonna be your favorite but i think there's gonna be enough there that you're gonna enjoy yeah what what did slice do right Uh, yeah i'll I'll, I'll go i'll go um for me i guess uh i liked the supporting characters so you know people like oh i mean zazie she was the main character but she eventually became a side character but you know like paul sheer i really enjoyed his character and i and and i and i also enjoyed parnell too what what did you put him up to this big man what's going on I'm like, I'm like, bro, why are you trying to sell these fucking pizzas so hard? Like, clearly people are dying. Just close the shop. What's wrong with you? Dude, we didn't even talk about Scooter. Uh, he kept, he always referenced, he's like, my older girlfriend. And I was really hoping we were going to find out he was dating like a zombie, like a, a like an old woman zombie too. Like his much older girlfriend. Um, <laughs> But they never showed her. But but yeah, so just like the side characters, like yeah, like Scooter and also um, a Shear's character, they they did exactly what what they were supposed to, mm-hmm. and then some. Like they made the movie, they made those parts that were very entertaining and funny, funny for me. Yeah, uh, I, I got to agree. With you. I think the uh, the supporting cast on this movie are absolutely like it's unfortunately it's kind of that mickey mouse effect where chance the rapper's mickey mouse where everybody around him is more interesting, interesting. than he is. yeah um, and uh, and it's not his fault he's he's green and he needs yeah. more time and 
I think with time, like Joel said, with time he'll be much better. But the next Will the Smith, support, the supporting cast is doing like they're knocking out of the park. Like that that mm-hmm. head detective that I don't think I've ever seen in anything Me before. Neither. Never, never. Joe, do you know where this movie was filmed? I I don't know because no. it, it feels like Canada. Like you said, there's enough like people we've never heard of or seen before. Like it could have been filmed in like New Zealand. Those little cars are driving around in uh, definitely <laughs> felt sort of european uh yeah makes me think like new zealand i think it was probably yeah. a canadian film yeah uh and they probably filmed it mostly on a back lot in some canadian movie studio oh of course um yeah the only reason that it makes me say that is that every location looked like something i've seen in supernatural <laughs> and they filmed supernatural in canada oh yeah i do a lot of filming in canada thanks unions yeah. the supporting characters i think are so good from that from that head police detective to his assistant i mean you got that the guy joe who works in the pizza place who's yeah. always like you know, he he's like the doomsayer and he's got mm-hmm. like, you know, you will regret, you know, the, the, the troubles you you cannot foresee the the the, the what, what is it, like the the, the 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 doom and peril. Don't are- forget breadsticks <laughs> and, and then when he's even like yeah this is a gateway to hell and then he's like wait this is really a gateway to hell yeah i've been saying that the whole time <laughs> no so yeah like you've got, you've got those side characters but then you know on that same coin You've got the journalist, even Joel Curie, Steve Harrington. Yeah. yeah. Not his best performance in this movie. But like those two, not as interesting. But for yeah. the most part, the side characters in this movie are so well done. Yeah, I agree. I uh, agree with both of you. What I think it did right um, was the, the concept in general. I love the idea that uh, we're in this little town where half of the population is, is dead and uh, or, or undead now, uh, ghosts roaming around, uh, participating in society like the mayor presides over both the living and the dead. I, I, there's a lot of potential with the, uh, the stories that they can tell, and I don't mind them mixing werewolves and witches and uh, zombies, but uh, a little more delicately, a little more care needed. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess that's going to lead me to what did this movie do wrong? Okay, I guess I'll go first. Sure. All right, well, um, basically, like we all said, it clearly brings that it's a first that it's his first movie ever written or directed ever. But that isn't exactly a knock, a, a complete knock against him, mm-hmm. because like you said, Joe, this would have honestly been better as a show. So one of the biggest things is that I feel like what it did wrong was it was a movie to begin with because this is something they could have maybe stretched into like a series that could have been a starting acting role for chance to get his chops with doing more and more more and more like acting like actually having episodes instead of just one long movie that yeah you do all those scenes and then you're done with it at that point so yeah it, it didn't allow him to get more range Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't give him an opportunity to grow. I I agree with you on that. I think that what this movie did wrong uh, is is the not just the fact that it was a movie and not a web series, but I think the fact that this this movie was helmed by somebody who just did music videos, and he wasn't like a Michael Bay video maker. Like this yeah. is somebody who never really worked with actors, and you can tell he never worked with actors. So I guess in short what this movie did wrong was the lack of proper direction. Direction, yeah. I, think, I think if Chance the Rapper had some proper direction, he probably would have been a little stronger. Um, I, the, the, the story would be better if told in a short form kind of format that, yeah. you know, you, you have time where you can dedicate an episode to the, a, a character or yeah. two characters, take some time to develop the characters and build this world more. This is a fascinating world that they're living in. Build it out a little bit more. You know, this is, 
this could be a fun procedural crime drama yeah. when you know Zazie Beats is kind of your almost like Jessica Jones, yeah. So you've got Zazie Beats as your Jessica Jones character, but then she's interacting with the cops more mm-hmm. and interacting the guys at the pizza place more like you know building that world and building how they interact with each other uh to then finally by the end of the season solve the crime there you figure go out the, um yeah it's it, it seemed like it's it's it, it had its heart in the right place but the execution yeah. just fell uh, I totally agree. Uh, for me, uh, I'm going to dial in a little more and talk specifically as somebody who calls himself a, a video editor uh, by profession, by trade. Uh, the editing I found really bad uh, and jarring. Mm-hmm. It also felt very amateurish, very kind of maybe first time feature film editor. There are moments, and I'm I'm not sure if it's to be blamed by uh, the footage that they captured that they had to work with because I've been in that situation where you want that cutaway and it's just not there. But uh, there are some scenes where uh, we're not cutting back to characters that are talking uh, yeah. nearly enough. And mm-hmm. that didn't seem like, oh, we didn't have the footage. That seemed more like, oh, I thought this was more interesting to look at without kind of like paying attention to what the viewer, the information the viewer needed to see. And you need to see right. some of these performances sometime. Uh, that kept happening. So I have to imagine uh, that was the editing. If we were going to remake Slice two years later, <laughs> uh, how would Man, I got, got a hell of a lot of people here. One, two, three, really? four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, I think I've got eight people. You have twelve, Gee, Joe? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Anybody have a theme? I've, I've got kind of a theme going on, so I'm going to stick with that. Um, and let me pull this up. I got to get my all my notes. Does it make sense to do your theme uh, spew it out all at once, or do we want to go? Uh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm just. I'm going to spew mine out Let's all at once. Okay. Um, all right, so my Sean Hammerschmidt mm-hmm. going to be played by uh, a, a, an actor named Fran Kranz, who you would know from Dollhouse Fran with Kranz? Eliza Dushku. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, he was also in Cabin in the Woods. Uh, hmm. My my Jack, the, the the guy who runs the pizza place, the Paul Shear character, yeah. Yeah. would be played by Danny McBride in my version. <laughs> ah, <laughs> love it. Love Mayor it. Tracy, played by Bradley Whitford. Uh-huh. Steve Marsh, the head detective on the case, would be played by Richard Jenkins. Yes. <laughs> the uh, the, the uh, Bradley, the police detective that works with him, played by Chris Hemsworth. Yes. <laughs> I would love to see him play like this like goofy, diminutive role. Yeah. Um, Scooter, uh, our, our pizza delivery guy, Scooter, would be played by Adam Devine. Oh. Uh, oh, the okay. zombie that works in the pizza place, Joe, would be played by Michael Pena. Um, the Heather character would be played by Kristen Connolly, the redhead from Cabin in the Woods. Ah, yes. Uh, Vera Marcus, the head witch, played by Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> uh, yes. Sadie Sheridan, the, um, the, uh, the, the journalist, played by Samara Weaving from Ready or Not. Oh. <laughs> and then my last two, well, not everything fits the theme, but mm. most of those do. Uh, which, if you haven't guessed yet, it's a Drew Goddard Cabin in the Woods theme. Um, cause I have most of the cast in here. Yeah. The, um, the character of Dax Lykander, the, uh, chance, the rapper role played by Donald Glover yes. in my version. He t- and Astrid would be played by Letitia Wright. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. I guess that leaves us, Tess. Uh, I'm going to start at the bottom and, uh, you chime in when you've got somebody. Uh, all right. but, uh, we've got the, 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 the pizza girl, uh, the one who worked, who ends up being the, uh, new witch recruit. Did you do her? No, I did not. What's your character's name, Joe? Do you remember? Uh, wait, which one? Uh, the redhead who uh, ends up being the new witch recruit. 
Oh, Heather. Heather. That Heather. Of course she's a Heather. Uh, my Heather's going to be played by uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Haven't used her in a while. Nice. Speaking of the yeah. witch, I'm going to get the coven out of the way now. So we've got that second witch in command, uh, who I thought looked a lot like Jane Lynch. So that's how I recast in that role. Did you do her? It's just like Jane Lynch. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Nope, didn't do her. Nope, right. nope. How about the head witch? I went with, uh, you know her, um, maybe as Sheldon's mother, uh, or if you watch Roseanne, you know her as the aunt. I'm talking about Lori Metcalf. Ah, mm-hmm. I went with Renee Zellweger for that. Oh, interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to the cops, the young cop. Uh, I, went okay. with, I went with Topher Grace because I felt like that guy kind of had uh, some of his comedic timing and mannerisms. That's good. I, I went with Charlie Day for that character. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and who's your uh, old cop that you paired him with? Because I went with David Harbour from Stranger Things. I went with Will Arnett. Arnett. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Nicely done. How about the mayor? Chris Parnell is the mayor in this movie. I'm going to do Bob Odenkirk in my version. I went with Steve Carell in my version. Oh, that's fantastic, (laughs) too. Uh, All right, and uh, now we're moving on to the the rest of the pizza employees. We've got the, uh, oh, is it Joe, the uh, Native American zombie pizza delivery guy? I went with uh, Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips in that role. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. I went with uh, Jason Manzukis for that role. Nice. Oh, that's fantastic because I went with Jason Manzukis for the Paul Shear role. Oh, um, I, see, I went with Rob Corddry for that role. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that leaves our final two, then, right, Tess? Uh, uh, did you do the uh, journalist, Sadie? Oh, uh, I totally forgot about her. Uh, I went with Dakota Fanning for that role. As you should have, because she was the most forgettable character in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with uh, Ellen Page. How about that? Yeah, that's good. Good, All right. good enough. All right. All right. But yeah, our final two. Let's do Zazzy Beats. Who do you got? I got Zendaya for that. Wow, I almost went with her, but I knew somebody was going to pick her, so uh, I did Zoe, <laughs> Zoe Kravitz instead. Surprised nobody oh, picked her. Who am I going to cast as a young black woman in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> the only two young black actors. <laughs> so predictable. Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> well, listen, Tessa Thompson is getting a little old. Yeah, gotta find somebody yeah. new. She's a little. She's a little seasoned. That's true. <laughs> and then finally, uh, my chance, the rapper. Uh, uh, there's one and only. It's Childish Gambino himself, right? Yeah, yeah man. That was like Joe took it already, we man. All did it. Give us McDonald Glover for the season. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it makes – I know we use him a lot, but it makes more sense in this film because you took a rap star who turned actor, right? But it's funny oh, because – but he didn't he, know rap into this movie, though, so we no, could have picked anybody. He didn't know <laughs> No, the thing is, the material that Chance the Rapper is delivering, all I could do while I was watching this movie was think of Donald Glover doing it. How much And better. every time I imagined it, it was so much better, better yeah. than what was on the screen. Yeah, it was, it was. In fact, that scene where she sneaks up on him and he's like, eh, what the fuck? I immediately was like, oh, that's totally Troy from Community. Like, I could <laughs> totally see that being Troy. Yep. Uh, guys, if you have thoughts about Slice, if you've seen this movie, if you have, uh, if you're screaming at the podcast because we haven't mentioned something or you don't agree with what we're saying, go ahead and let us know. Go to facebook.com slash editing bay or in the search bar on Facebook, type in the editing bay, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that. And, uh, that's where you could reach us and let us know, let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know how you would recast this movie. Uh, and if you have ideas for us, uh, movies for us to watch in the future, 
you can go ahead and put your suggestions there and we'll add them to the list. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's editingbay.com. And when you go there, you're going to find uh, all sorts of links, links to the past, links to our past episodes. <laughs> uh, we're going to find um, links to our social uh, media networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, as well as our Twitter handle which is at the editing bay. Follow us there. You can also follow us on La Madeline Khan or uh, Draco at Draco Mouthfoy, M- Mouthful. <laughs> it's hard to say. Where uh, did Draco Mouthful come from? We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It was just thrown away. And uh, I was editing and listening to uh, the podcast uh, as I was editing it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Let me see if it's available. Well, by God, it is. I'm registering it. What? So now you can follow us at Draco Mouthful. Um, do we still have George's Goiter at George's Goiter? Who runs that? We have George's Pointer. And follow us there as oh, well. Wow. Uh, we also, uh, you can subscribe there. We haven't updated in five years, but yeah, follow us. There. I'll be updating it soon. Um, you can also uh, subscribe to the Test. podcast right Test. there from the website. Yes, do you want George's Goiter? Do you want Madeline Kahn? Or do you want Draco Muffle? I think uh, Goiter. I'll go with that. Wow. I'll go with Goiter. Interesting Goiter. choice. I mean, I don't want to be Draco Mouthful. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his porn name uh, all that and more on uh, editingbay.com guys leave us a rating and a review please on your podcasting app uh, leave us a five star rating and then a review let us know what you like about the show you know what if there's stuff that you don't like about the show if you think we could be doing better at something mm. go ahead and put that down as well just make it five stars five star criticism uh, and we'll be all good and then when you're done doing that mm. Get out and vote. Yes, please. Early yes. In so many, so many states now, you get the early voting. Yeah. Uh, and if you, if you don't make a plan, get out, vote. Don't let people keep you from making your voice heard. Uh, you know, if you're doing the mail-in ballot, go ahead and do that. Get it done. Um, and uh, guys, we went and voted today, and um, we were on our way out, and by like the Democratic tent or whatever. Like there was a bunch of sure opportunities sarah and harper took pictures with like ruth bader ginsburg on a stick or whatever <laughs> I saw which that. that's I awesome i don't know i don't know if that's disrespectful but it was uh, cute borderline. So why not? <laughs> uh so while we're, while we were there some dude comes walking up and he's like are you guys a member of the the east dallas democratic party Uh-oh. and he just wanted to like talk while sarah and harper were doing stuff like he's talking to me mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the same thing as like when somebody opens up a discussion with you in like a, a checkout line and I'm just like, oh God, please don't I will let this. Oh end. God, it's like in the movie Role Models where they're sitting in the 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 sturdy wings room, and the <laughs> dude sits sitting next to Paul Rudd starts talking to him, and Paul Rudd just goes, oh God, no, and he looks over at Sean William Scott, he's like, switch places with me, switch. <laughs> so, but no, like I I I have that kind of face, I guess, where randos always want to strike up conversation. Oh, sure. So at some point, Harper gets these stickers and she's walking over to the stroller that I'm like kind of rocking back and forth with James. And he, she goes over and she wants to give him like put a sticker on him. But she keeps like sidling close to this guy. And I keep going like, Harper, don't get too Harper, don't. OK. And I'm talking to this dude. And at one point when she passes him, he kind of pats her on the head like he touches her head and like yeah. pats her on the head. And I don't do anything about it. I'm just thinking like, OK, this is kind of an innocent like he's just kind of patting her as she's passing by. Sure. Okay, that's fine. But she's like, she ends up standing there for a bit and she's asking me questions about like, where can I put this sticker on James? And so while this dude who's not aware enough socially to see that my daughter's talking to me too, yes. he's still throwing information at me uh... while I'm up. So like 
she's she's asking me and i'm kind of trying to show her where to put stickers and i look and he suddenly puts his hand on her head Uh-oh. and starts kind of running his hand down her hair <laughs> well, that's not creepy and i at all. look at him I, I look right at him i go hey could you not touch my daughter's head please? Oh, wow <laughs> sexton's uh, a little too friendly here in this state huh wrong should i not have done that no you're perfectly right <laughs> should, should i not have said that to him? oh okay okay no, like, no joel's reaction made me think it was extreme so no no so no, no I'm I'm, I'm laughing uh, at uh, sorry what was extreme was uh, his uh, his personal approach is uh, yeah, uh, yeah not respecting yeah. the bubble so, yeah you could have so been worse also you could have been like, like get your filthy fucking hands off my... <laughs> no, like, that would have been extreme I'm like can you get your hands off my daughter please and he like he takes his hand away he's like oh god I'm sorry it's okay I I'm I'm clean and I'm like that's not, that's not what I'm worried about dude. I go, I don't know you. <laughs> so like, and it turned into this whole awkward thing where like, just, he oh, just wow. kept apologizing over and over and over again. And I end up looking at Sarah and I'm like, can we go? Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We, we need to go. And he kept apologizing. I'm like, it's fine. I just, okay, have a good one. It was yeah, nice to be over there. <laughs> push my, push my kid out, get, get a Harper out of there. But I'm like, okay. So the whole point of the story guys is yes. even though we're kind of all in it together, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We're not in it that close. Like, <laughs> we don't have don't to be touch that. other people's kids. People you don't know, don't touch their children. Don't. On the head, anywhere. Don't do it. That's a at good all. rule of thumb. The don't touch people's know. kids at all. <laughs> but get out and vote. It is important that you get out and yeah, vote. Just keep your hands to yourself. Keep yeah. your hands to yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, do you guys have anything before we sign off? Uh, no. What could be a better wrap-up than that, show? <laughs> Well, how about what are we going to do next week? Oh. oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. So since this is going to be coming out on Halloween week, baby, oh. you know, we got to come with a good one. So I'm going to come with the best Halloween pick Uh-oh. that a we have here. Yes. <laughs> Not at all. You shut your mouth, okay? We already did you. <laughs> all right? But you know what? We are going to do a movie with Joe's favorite actor ever Uh-oh. from the 90s. Yeah. None other than Devin Sauer in 1999's Idle Hands. That's what we're doing next week. I remember that. Now, I haven't seen this one, but I do remember the uh, Jessica Alba in this one, right? Oh, hot Jessica. Oh, yeah. Smoking hot Jessica Alba in this one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Vivica Fox is in it, too. She gets, like, all stripped down, doesn't she? Yeah, at one one point later on. Nice. But it's like. It's a yeah, nice. it's a little funny. It's a funny movie that I feel like you guys will enjoy, or at least I hope. I don't know. I haven't seen it since I was a child, and I loved it. But you know, every time I pick a movie on this podcast that I loved as a child, I find out that I don't like it as much. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully so, not the same for the yeah. Also, Seth Green in this, I forgot was in this. Uh, yep, Eldon Henson. I recognize that yep. guy from uh, Punisher. No, Punisher. No, Daredevil. Punisher. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so uh, so I guess we're going to watch Idle Hands. Yeah, we are with your boy Sal. Halloween movie. Oh, you know what? Who else is in this? No. Is it Matthew Sweet? Is no. Matthew Sweet in this movie? No. So I could be like, this movie was sweet and sour. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So glad you got that joke out of the way this week, Joe. Before yeah, I'm. I am. Next week. No, uh, as as luck would have it, uh, it turns out this I'm gonna is going to be no less than four times. <laughs> you better, you better not. <laughs> it's okay. I'll cut them all out. I'll cut them all out. Like, guys, I think I'm soured on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no, it uh, turns out this will also be a uh, tribute to uh, Fred Willard. He has a small oh, role in this movie. So the man. I finally got it. I finally got it. 
finally did it. The big guy. <laughs> the tribute to the big guy. See, I told you. I told you it eventually come. I told you. I told you. No, nah, this is planned. It was meant to be, Joe. Oh, I can't wait now. <laughs> All right. So we'll pick you guys on next week. The, the, the sound you're hearing right now is Tess patting himself on the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> the big guy. All right. <laughs> Shirt back on. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Joe. I was having too much fun. He just ripped his shirt off and went running around like he scored a goal in stock. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much. Uh-huh. Tess, good job. Yeah, man. Goal, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. See you guys next week for Idle Hands. Bye. Be safe. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.